Hello, everybody. One of my favorite songs right now to lead this off. We're gonna get into it. Not the type of nigga to brand my lady got it all. Hey, yeah, she popping but never popping off. Now she bad and boozy to top it off. So whoever tripping, they can knock it off. Not the type of nigga to brand her, baby got it all. Yeah, in my run, I just wanna show you off. Hey, yeah. right up top at the top is off. So tell whoever tripping, you the type that made me boss up. I've been cooling, but you moving with some hot stuff. I just blow it, it don't matter what it cost up. Baby, bring it to the table like a pile up. Yeah, and they be telling me it's not love. But I don't know who they speaking on, it's not us. Yeah. You can't tell me what you got, it's not drugs. Cause I'm addicted, keep me coming, let me cop up. Yeah, and yeah, you got me locked up. They won't let me out. Welcome to episode 61 of the Blake Mayfield Podcast. I am your host, Blake Mayfield, and I have a very special guest on today. I have Mr. Ken Zerley, owner yes. and operator of Compass Sports Cards here in Reading. Ken, how are you tonight? Fantastic. Hell of a day. Busy. Yeah? Busy, busy. Awesome. Good to hear. Hell yeah, man. Um, real quick, I want to give a shout out to the Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcast listeners. Thank you guys very much for listening. I appreciate it very much. Uh, I feel fortunate and blessed to be uh, episode 61, so I just want to say thank you before we kick this off. And if you guys haven't done it already, download, subscribe. I put up a new pod. I try to at least once a week. Uh, sometimes it's once every two weeks. But um, yeah, for the most part, just want to come in here and uh, get like another business owner on the pod and stuff like that, local business. So real quick, how was your Thanksgiving? How'd it go? It was good. Spent time with family, man. So um, I guess you can't really complain about that. And I didn't drink too much, so it was a good day. <laughs> That's I good. watched football. I'm into it. Those games were bad, though. They were horrible. They were absolutely horrible. <laughs> Especially the Houston game. And then yeah, it was uh, it, it was a bad day of football. But again, got to spend time with family, so it was cool. It's weird because Will Fuller had like a career day, and then it, you know he announces himself Monday. You yes, know, I took PEDs. And it's yeah. like, ah, that, that's where that career day came from. Don't, yeah, don't know if the steroids helped him, but, you know, maybe. <laughs> I, I was just surprised he was healthy. So Will Fuller has a history of never staying on the damn field. And that's why he was healthy, maybe. Right. So Yeah, that's how it goes. And, I mean, the thing with PED is, like, it's so, it's weird. Because I feel like it doesn't necessarily have to be, like, quote-unquote steroids. But, right. like, you know, doctors and all these trainers and stuff find these vitamins, they find this, they find that, and who knows what's on the band list? I mean, I have no idea. I mean, we all know oh, marijuana and, st- you know, the normal stuff, but yeah, I, because I, Seth has them in fantasy on his team, and yes. he just got done kicking my ass this week in fantasy. That's because Will Fuller went off, yep. Him, he had him and Antonio Gibson. That'll so, do it. So, yeah, yep. 70 points on Thursday, he was talking all sorts of shit, and then it comes out Will Fuller, you know, suspended, and he's like, well, there goes my championship. Yep, you, know? you get the win. Nope, we're gonna vacate that one. <laughs> right? Yeah. He's he's good though. It's his league, and he's doing right good. On. So yeah, congrats to him. Um, so I wanted to ask you, where does like the sports card passion come from? Where does like the love of all this come from exactly? Yes. Um, honestly, it, I, I've been a sports guy my whole life. Um, grew up around sports. My dad always not really force fed it around me, but it was something that we had in common. Um, that was kind of our common bond. So rather than going home and, you know, saying I love you and, you know, hug goodnight. We'd talk about the Giants game and how bad we both fucking hated the Dodgers. That's what it was. So I grew up, I knew it was important to my dad, therefore it was important to me, and that was it. And every kid dreams of being Will Clark, you know, when they're growing up in the 80s. So I was a sports guy. That, that was it. Gotcha. And, uh, yeah, no better way than, than to do it through the sports card hobby. 
So, no, I did it for, you know, when I was younger, I collected and, you know, did that. And then I realized girls existed and cards didn't matter anymore. <laughs> and somehow, you know, I'm sitting here almost 40 years old and I'm a nerd again. And I'm, I play with cards all day. So, yes. Are that's you kind surprised? of where it went. Gotcha. Uh, I didn't make a job. Sorry. Um, are you surprised that sports cards have come back like as strong as they have because of the pandemic and whatnot? I mean, this is something that's really gotten a lot of steam over the last 24 months. Um, or so. You know, it's weird. A lot of people, you know, first of all, I, I started a business between myself and my partner. We started a business in the middle of a pandemic in California in the middle of a presidential race. Not a fucking recipe for success. Right. Unless you're talking sports cards. We found a niche that, for some reason, sports world got shut off once everything hit. And people were looking for shit to do to kind of fill that void. And somehow sports cards became it. And I honestly, if in 10 years from now, I'm sitting on a beach somewhere with two hot blonde girls serving me some kind of drink with an umbrella in it. It's probably thanks to this weird-ass either made-up pandemic or real pen, whatever in the hell it is. That's what brought back the sports card industry in a way. Are you surprised with it? Or is it like something that you never thought would come back like it was in the 80s and 90s when you were a kid? Or No, honestly, no. so when sports cards were really popular in the 80s and 90s, the reason it fell is because it was so overproduced. Everything was mass-produced. There was a million copies of every card being made. So then when I started to get back into it, you see all these cards that are super limited print, you know, limited serial numbered cards. That's what's doing it. And that's what's going to make it sustainable. I mean, outside of the fact that there's some absolute superstars in sports, the fact that I could get a card that's a numbered one of one card that nobody else in the world has, um, maybe that's the ego in me. That's <laughs> badass. I want to know I'm the only person in the world that has that particular card. And I could kind of charge accordingly. So when you own a card that's such a limited print, you get to set the market for it. And honestly, there's always somebody willing to buy it if that happens to be their person. So, Do you have any cards that you know you're the only person in the world or in the states that has it? I do. I do. So I've got right now probably 10 to 20 cards that are one-of-one cards. They're the only ones in existence. And honestly... I can price them, I guess, to to the market. If you've got if you've got a one of one card that's a star player that's really desirable, obviously you can charge whatever you want because there's going to be somebody that's going to pay it. If you've got a one of one card of a third string kicker, who gives a shit if it's a one of one? Who's going to want it? So it's all about what somebody's willing to pay, if that makes sense. Uh, are you willing to reveal which which card you think is worth the most? Like, is there one in particular that you're like, this could get like a mortgage or a car paid off kind of thing? Yes. So um, this actually happened on the Compass Sports Cards and Breaks page, which is where we do all our live sports breaks. And one of our our breakers on that page, Mackenzie, who is, she's a badass, knows sports like the back of her hand, does a great job. I actually bought into one of her breaks for maybe $20. and I wasn't even watching the break. I promised Kaylee I would do, we were going to watch movies with the kids, spend the time together. And all of a sudden my phone starts blowing up with, holy shit, you got to see what you got. Holy shit, check this out. And fuck, I hate you. You know, (laughs) these are the messages I'm getting. So I'm like, guys, pause the movie. I got to check this out. 
and it was a one-of-one Adley Rushman rookie. Now, to the common person, nobody knows who the hell Adley Rushman is. Well, Adley Rushman was the number one pick of the baseball draft last year. By rights, that means he was the best player coming out of of that class. It's a one-of-one of the number one pick. Price it however in the hell I want. So right now behind me, it's in one of those cases for $7,000. Is it worth that? I have no idea. The guy is still probably two years away from even playing in the big leagues. He's never swung a bat in the big leagues, and it's all speculation. Um, But to give you an idea, say he's half the player that Mike Trout is. The Mike Trout version of that card just sold for $3.5 million. So Someone pays $3 million for a sports card? Yeah, for a piece of cardboard with some boy's <laughs> face on it. See, it's, it's, it's a creepy, weird uh, little uh, thing we got going on. But, yeah, so that card might be worth $3 in a couple years. If the league figures him out and decides he can't hit a curveball, if he decides he likes cocaine better than batting practice, there's so many factors. We have no idea about that kid. But the potential of it is what gives it its value. Um, a lot of times buyers... Uh, especially in sports cards, they will go based off what could happen. Um, not many people buy a a Barry Bonds rookie card because they already know what his career was like. They know that he was one of the greatest hitters ever, filled with controversy, controversy and his card's never going to go up in value. But a guy like Adley Rushman, what if he is the next Mike Trout? What if he is the greatest catcher of all time? That could be the next $3 million card, and that's what people want. They want the—this is gambling, just with nerdier people. That's all it is. Right, yeah. Every single time somebody walks through the store, they're hoping to hit something. They're not coming here to break even. They're not coming here to hope they almost make their money back. They're coming here hoping to change their life financially in that sense. Do you ever get any pushback from anyone? Because, I mean, you've only been open here. I don't know if you own any other business besides yeah, this one. So, Do you ever get pushback from customers? Like, oh, this is worth more and you know it, or you're burning me, or you're full of shit? Every day. It's my favorite thing in the world. So <laughs> okay. I, I, I've got a saying, and, and a, a lot of people have heard it because I say it to a lot of people. I get people, there's two stories. One, people will come in here and they'll want to sell me their stuff. Well, when you, when you come in to sell something... Common sense tells me you already know what you want for the card. But what people like to do is they like to come in and say, well, make me an offer. Okay. I, and, and I tell them very calmly. So what you're trying to do is you're trying to get me to buy the card from you, but you're also trying to get me to be the seller of the card as well. So you know what you want for the card. We already know that game. But you're trying to get me to give you an offer, hoping I offer more than what you really want. So what I tell them is, If you want me to be the buyer and the seller of this card, you're not going to like my offer because now you're asking me to do all the work. I'm going to charge you for that. So as far as that goes, I do get a lot of pushback with that where if people are fair and say, listen, it's a $100 card. I understand you got to make money on it. Pay me $75 for it. I'd say, shit, that's fair as fuck. Let's do it. But a lot of times people want to play that that little game of trying trying to get more than it's actually worth. Um, the other side of that is the second day we were open, I had a woman come in, and, and I'll use that term very loosely. Uh, she was about 6'4 and could body slam me if she wanted to. Uh, she, okay. She, she was quite the woman. Okay. And she came in with about 20 baseball cards. And she goes, I want 1000 bucks for these. 
And I go, shit, they better be some nice cards for a thousand bucks. Let's look at them. And I open the little box she has and I start looking at the cards. The cards are bent in half. They're in horrible shape. There's, I, I believe, wax from a candle on a couple of them. And there's some of the shittiest players from the 1980s. So that entire box of cards she brought me wasn't worth it. It, it wasn't worth two cents. And so she's like, I want $1,000 and you're going to pay me now for them. And I go, I'm sorry. There's no chance in hell I'm buying these cards from you. They're not worth that. I'm sorry. Yes, they are. I looked them up and they're worth this much and this much. No, lady, they're in horrible shape. They're shitty players. These cards aren't worth what you're trying to get for them. Well, she gets all pissed off. I'm never coming back here again. You tried to rip me off. You know, waddles out the door. Cool. So we kind of deal with that side of it too. 99% of the people are super cool. They have the common sense to know what stuff's worth every once in a while. But it's the same with any industry. You're going to deal with a dipshit or two. Gotcha. You know, in as many words, I guess. Yeah, for sure. What do you think is the most valuable card you have in here at the moment? Like just like on the shelves? Uh, I think it's that, that, that Adley Rushman card, which again, I've got priced at $7,000. Maybe it's worth more than that. Maybe it's worth less than that. Um, I really don't. I am a huge collector. I, I love it. I personally, and again, I have to kind of separate it. My job is to make money. I would not walk in here and buy a card for $7,000. I think it's a bad investment. Now, what I would do is I would find the rookie cards of some of these great young players, and I would spend a couple hundred dollars on them because I think they have a chance to go up. I don't, I don't look at a card as that's my card and I'm going to keep it for the rest of my life and hand it down to my children. The way my mindset works is if I buy this $200 card, is it going to be worth $400 in a year? Is it going to be worth $1,000 in five years? So I'm always looking at it from the financial standpoint. I, again, I love the hobby, but if you were to ask me who I collect, the answer is simple. I collect money and profit and a way to pay my electric bill and a way to pay our rent on the building. So as much as, I guess, having somebody you collect is important, for me, the, the, the quick turnaround is more important, is find, find that player that you think is going to increase in value the quickest. Who do you think that is in the NBA? Do you think it's LaMelo? Do you think it's Wiseman? Uh, is there anyone from this draft? Because, I mean, people say this is a pretty dry draft. Yeah. Um, that's a tough one. I... I don't like this draft class. I, I really don't. Um, is Edwards going to be a good ball player? Yeah, probably. But when it comes to basketball, I, I've got an issue with basketball. So basketball is so expensive right now, people can't afford it. You have Zion Williamson cards going for thousands of dollars. Right. To me, it doesn't make sense. There is, there's maybe four or five players in my lifetime that have sustained value. So obviously Kobe is one of them. Michael Jordan's one of them. Who else? LeBron? LeBron? Okay. There's three. Yeah. You know, we're That's... struggling to get to five. <laughs> and me and you are both sports guys. Yeah. Basketball for the long term, I think, is a bad investment. Now, again, that doesn't mean I won't buy a John Morant rookie card for 80 and sell it for 150 halfway through the season. That's smart. And that's, you know, quick money. There are got Jason Tatum. I like Jason Tatum a lot. I don't know that he's going to be a superstar. I don't know that he's going to change the game. And again, out of this year's draft class, I don't think there is one. And 
you know, a lot of people are really hooked on Zion and they're putting a lot of money into him. And I always ask the same question. Who is the last big man that was worth anything financially as far as the card world? Everybody goes to Shaquille O'Neal. Right. No, that's right? what I would think. Shaquille O'Neal rookies right now, you can pick them up for 10 or $20. But you can't touch a Kobe rookie for under 1000 People like Flash. You want to you wanna invest in basketball? Buy Luka. That's the guy. Okay. Because he's flashy, he can shoot, and I think he's going to change the game a little bit more. Where with Zion, yeah, he's going to be a big body, and he's going to score 25 points a game until his knee blows out. Buy Luka, buy Jaw, buy these guys that can shoot and that can dunk. That, I think that one's simple. Basketball, basketball to me, again, is a, is a very tough one to make money long term. Unless it's LeBron, Kobe, or MJ. So definitely the investment game would be NFL, MLB. Um, what about hockey card? Hockey cards worth anything? I mean, America doesn't really love hockey like that. Well, and it's, I, I'm white. I should know stuff about hockey. I don't. <laughs> and, and and my take on it is I, I don't want to sell you something unless I'm educated on it. I don't want to I don't want to bring something in. I don't have comic books in here. Why? Because I don't know the difference between Spider-Man and Superman. I mean, outside one wears a cape, the other one wears weird tidy white. Right, I, I don't yeah. know. But I'm not going to sell comic books because I don't know them. It's the same thing with hockey. I'll bring in anything. If somebody came in and said, hey, I want a Wayne Gretzky autographed hockey puck, I'll find one. You know, I have no problem doing that. I wish I knew more about it, though, because it's a fun, it's a great sport to watch. Again, I don't know it. It's the same reason I don't carry soccer. I just don't know it well enough. So I, I'd be doing a disservice to people if I carried it and tried to talk about it. So. Money's definitely in the NFL then, the, the quarterback specifically. Uh, quarterbacks. And, and that's another thing for me is I've got people bring stuff in for me to buy all the time. And I go, sorry, guys, I only buy quarterbacks. Again, running backs, their shelf life is only a few years. You have these great running backs that they're done after four years. Um, quarterbacks tend to last the longest. Therefore, they stay relevant the longest. Um, there are some wide receivers that... That have, that have changed the game, but quarterbacks is where all the money's at. Is that Jerry helmet for sale? I'm not a Niner fan, but... Yes. Is... Yeah, that Jerry Rice helmet is for sale. Man, because I saw that. I was yes. like, yeah, the Jerry autograph and... yeah. And, but see, now now Jerry changed the game. Right. He's one of those few guys that, you know, people ask, you know, who's the Mount Rushmore of wide receivers? Jerry Rice is on that list, you know, and it's a short list. Um, but for the most part, quarterbacks dominate everything, so... To me, the best investment is baseball. Just because long-term, baseball is always baseball players tend to stay healthy. Um, again, because your starting shortstop is taking four at-bats a day. He's not getting hit by six-four linebackers. You, you know what I mean? He's not, he's not running the fast break or trying to back up a guy like Zion or Charles Barkley or some monster. Nope. His job is to take four at-bats a day and filled a baseball so not that it's not as athletic that's not the case but i think the chance for a, a catastrophic career ending injury is a lot less so baseball is my best investment okay gotcha so what made you want to open a business like you said in the middle of an election season and a pandemic and specifically here in reading because i mean this place has been in a drought sports card wise for about a decade at this yes. point is that the reason why is it just the passion or no did, I, did you see an opportunity i didn't want to open it 
uh, when we first, when Kaylee and myself first started talking about it, we did not want to open up a retail store. We honestly, we didn't see a point to it. Um, the only reason we came and looked at this building is there's a couple different rooms here. We thought it was only that front room and we were going to open a fake store, basically four walls, put a sign out front. That way we can get distribution from the vendors because the vendors wouldn't sell direct to me unless I had a storefront. So gotcha. I was going to have a fake store um, because our online business was going so well. So we were doing so well on the online side of it that we could afford, you know, a fairly decently priced rent just to have a fake building in order to get distribution. Well, once we saw the building, we're like, oh, it's a pretty nice building. It's a great location. Maybe we should consider opening a store. And then in a span of about a week, our mind completely changed. Um, what happened is rather than all our business being online, I started noticing a lot of people locally that were buying into a bunch of my stuff online. And I'm like, wait a minute, this guy's from Reading. Well, this guy's from Reading. Are we missing something here? And I saw the frustration with them that they couldn't go anywhere to buy product. And it was the same frustration I had. The only chance I had to open a pack of cards was to overpay for it on eBay or go hope to God I don't get murdered going to Walmart at six in the morning in the line of 500 other people hoping to find a box of cards. Because that's literally what it was. You would go to Walmart, you knew the vendor was gonna be there eight o'clock Friday morning. And you'd go there and there'd be 10 guys standing there waiting and not friendly about it most of the time. Um, so for us, we decided one day, we're, you know what? And as simply as I can say, we both kind of said, fuck it, let's do it. And we decided to open this thing and the way the communities rallied around it has been nothing short of amazing. I'm blown away every single day I come to work. So, and you see it, you've been in here a few times. Absolutely, when first have, day, yeah. When have you ever come awesome. in and nobody was here? It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Yep, it is. And, and and the reason why is we we didn't set it up like a card shop. We set this up to be a place where people can hang out. Come in, walk. There's always a game on. There's always something going on. And and I hate to say it feels like home, but I, I think it does. I think it's a place where, I don't know, I've met probably 50 new people that I know by name that have come up to me, Ken, thank you so much for doing this. I, that's fucking awesome to hear that's really really cool so um i'm so glad we took that leap because yeah. i think it means a lot to the people here and uh i don't know to me it shows me that what i was going to do was going to make a difference i i know i'm not curing cancer that's not what this is but there's certain people that come in here that just that 20 minutes of hanging out here talking sports bullshitting grabbing a beer from the back if there happens to be one, yeah. that's their minute away from whatever it is. You know, whether it's they're two minutes away from their miserable wife or husband or gets them away from the kids for a minute or now they can bring their son in here and the dad and son have something to bond about. That's really cool. And I think sports has always been that common bond. So I love it. I'm stoked we did it. I also think it helps in your favor and whatnot because you brought up like Walmart. Target's another one that does yeah. the mosaic. You know, like I've done it plenty of times sitting there waiting at 8, 830. They don't come. You eventually yeah. leave. And then someone swoops in at two o'clock and gets everything. I think coming here, 
you know, Walmart isn't a sports card community. It's Correct. people that need shit community. This is yes. strictly sports. Everyone here yep. loves it. They love it enough to study it enough to where they know cards and, you know, come in and watch the game. I mean, we even came in a couple weeks ago and watched uh, sure. Seahawks Cardinals, you yep. know, and yep. it was really fun. You get to meet new people. And for me personally, it does feel like a, like a safe space, if you will. Yeah. You know, because no one's going to judge you. Everyone's just bullshitting and joking, Absolutely. you know, and it's like we all have the same interests. We all – and everyone wants to hit on something, but, you know – I don't know about everyone on Facebook one. I know it gets a little crazy, but I know if like if Al were to get something, yes. you know, I'm happy for him. Like he has a Zion right now. That's Absolutely. worth a lot. It's like yep. that's really cool. I hit on the Silver Prison Borough, and him and yep. Seth said fuck off, but they're like, wow, it's a re- well, and, great hit. And what know? was the first thing I said when I saw that card? Hell yes, dude! Congratulations, that's a hell of a card. Right. You, you know what I mean? We we do want everybody to do well with it because it's a blast, man. It's again, I people that say it's not about the money, they're lying. In a way, this is about the money. It is. I wouldn't have opened a. I would have opened a a nonprofit charity if that was the case. No, this is about providing for my family and Kaylee's family's future. That's that's why we're here. But if you can do it and love where you're going and have people that love coming in, the money is secondary. So, I don't know. I think we found something good, man. Yeah, that's awesome. Um. I was wanting to ask you, going back to as far as like the most valuable card in here and whatnot, what's mm-hmm. the biggest card you ever hit on as far mm-hmm. as like you bought it for pennies on the dollar and sold it for hundreds of thousands or whatever? And then what's the biggest loss you ever took on it? Oh, yes. Um, huh. The biggest, I'm going to start with the biggest loss. Okay. And it hasn't happened yet, but it's, it's in the process of happening. So I am a diehard New York Jets fan, which sucks in itself. <laughs> but... I put more money than I'd care to share, but it has commas, like lots of commas in it. And I put all that money into Sam Darnold, and I thought he was the guy. I thought he was going to be the first quarterback since Joe Namath to lead us to the Super Bowl, and I had rainbows and butterflies in my damn eyes. And I spent a ton of money on him. I have a feeling that was a very shitty investment. Um, You know, the story's not over with him. But I think the story with the Jets is over with them. Um, my hope is he signs with either Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, or San Francisco next year and becomes a superstar. And hopefully I didn't lose a ton of money investing everything into him. Um, so that is, at this point, that is probably my biggest loss. Um, as far as my biggest gain, I'm a, I'm a big baseball guy. So what I like to do with baseball is... I like to find five or six prospects that not necessarily nobody's ever heard of, because obviously there's people smarter than me with it, but kind of under the radar guys. And I like to buy up 200 of their rookie cards. Now, again, I might be buying 200 rookie cards and the guy never pans out. Or in a case of what I did a little over a year ago, I bought 200 Ronald Acuna rookie cards for a dollar a piece. All the same card. 200 of the same exact card for a dollar a piece. 200. Yep, 200 of them. And Kaylee kind of looks at me like, what, you didn't need 205? Like, why the hell are you buying 200 of the same card? Right, yeah. That card's now selling for $43 a piece. That was a good investment. So that $200 investment is now worth $4,300. That was a good one. The other thing, and this was more Kaylee than it was me. About a year ago, she said, every $100 that we have that's disposable income, we are going to buy a LeBron James rookie card. 
because that's what they were selling for, was about $100. So we bought a shit ton of them. Every time we had 100 bucks, we'd go online and we'd find a LeBron James rookie card and we'd buy it. I'm sitting on a whole bunch of them, and I hope one day they put my kids through college or buy a house or something. Um, but again, that's a card that's not going to lose value, and we got it at such a low price that I think we're doing okay. So um, we actually, about once a month, we'll look it up just to see what they're selling for. Just went over $2,000 a piece on that $100 investment. Sounds so, about right. Yes. Yeah. But there's other times, uh, there's a guy, Carter Kaiboom with the Washington Nationals. I spent a bunch of money on 100 of his rookie cards. I believe he now works at Safeway. That was a bad investment. You know what I mean? <laughs> Not all of them are going to hit. Right. <laughs> so you, you just got to get the right guy. That's all it is. Just like normal sports, it's win some, lose some, yep. if you will. Well, it's like the stock market. You can buy a thousand different stocks, and if one of them's Apple, you win. You only got to hit on one. But if you don't try, you're never going to hit them. You, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm going to buy up every prospect that might be worth something. I'm going to buy up a ton of their cards in hopes that one out of every 10 make it. So I'm going to lose money on nine of them, but on that 10th one, I'm going to make 10 times my money or you know whatever that number is. So. Gotcha. Yeah. I, so I know, and I'm not trying to go down the, the COVID road, but I remember back in March, April, I bought a lot of uh, um, Moderna. I think that's how you pronounce it. They, they're doing the first wave of vaccines yes. for the States. Yes. And I bought stock, and I mean, it plummeted. And I pulled out, I think, in May, and looking back, I should have kept it going. Yep. So is it more so about, like, holding on to the cards and they gain value? I mean, how should someone that's a newcomer, because I consider myself a newcomer, yeah. how should I go about it? Should I just try and buy a bunch of stuff and stockpile? Should I just go one at a time? Well, what would be it, your advice? Here, here's what I would say, especially for a, a new collector, buy what you like. Buy the players you like, because it's going to be more enjoyable that way. But maybe one out of every 10 cards that you buy, buy an investment piece. And with that, it depends where you're at in life. There's certain players that are safe. We know Ken Griffey Jr. rookie cards are never going to go down in price again. They might not go up a whole lot, but they're never going down. That's a safe investment. Now, you say you're 50 years old and you need to make $100,000 quickly. Now you're going to take a chance. Now you're going to buy that third-round rookie that maybe is going to make it, maybe he's not going to make it. Maybe that's where you put some money because if he hits, it's really going to hit. If he doesn't, maybe you're out a couple hundred dollars. So not a huge thing. It, it's all about the risk you're willing to take. It's the same thing, you know, me and you were talking about the sealed boxes. There's a box over there that's $1,000. You might open that, and there might not be a damn thing in there that's worth $400. You might lose $600 the minute you open it. Or you might hit that card. You might hit that $25,000 Mike Trout card in there. That's the risk. Mm. Or you can play it safe and buy the $100 box that you know is probably going to have between... 80 and 140 dollars worth of value so again if you miss the right players you're only going to lose a little bit but if you hit the really good card you're only going to gain a little bit so it's, it's all risk and reward i guess i remember a couple weeks ago we were in here and we were egging seth on to buy i forget the brand but it was yes uh, it was a few hundred dollar box open it up and not jack shit. shit in there yep and it's like you know you just feel for it's just like oh, oh my god especially you know especially on my end because I feel responsible. Of course, I have no idea what's in the boxes. I have no idea what cards are in there. 
Yeah, I felt like dog shit after that one. I really <laughs> yeah. did. It's tough to watch, you know, because oh, it's it like because it easily could have been you, you know, yep. and that's why it's just like you know, it's like you dodge a bullet. It's like yeah. oh yeah, you know. And then considering, you know, it's like I bought my uh, Mosaic Blaster box off Amazon. Yeah. I was just like, Target's not doing anything for me. I'm, I'm looking at empty shelves, you know, whatever. Go on Amazon, hit the Silver Prism Burrow, you know. Yeah, and it's what just the hell like, are the chances? Right, yeah. yeah. And it's like, I mean, I didn't even know. I mean, Al had to tell me, like, that card's worth, you know. Right. I was looking at fucking Chase Claypool that's yeah. probably worth $10. Like, oh, this looks like a pretty cool card. And he's like... You just hit a card that, you know, this is before injury, you know, it could be worth a couple thousand dollars. Absolutely. A few thousand dollars. Yep. You know, and it's just, yeah, it's the name of the game. Yeah. That, that's all it is. So as far as, because uh, I want to just kind of build on the opening of the business and whatnot yeah. this year. So what made you want to do it specifically this year, this soon? Because you could have easily waited, I think, maybe till next year or mm-hmm. just let, you know, people stockpile and wait a little bit. But what made you want to do it so quickly? I am, so from the time that we decided we were going to open a business to the time that we opened the doors was less than 30 days. I am a fuck it, let's do it guy. I I don't think about things. I, you know, we didn't do this. Seriously, people are like, oh, did you go through and make a spreadsheet and the risk and reward and what you had to do to break even and what your goals were? And I said, no, no, no. I think we went and got Mexican food and said, fuck it, let's do it. That's how we did we seriously, we looked at each other and said, eh, sure, why not? Um, not to get too deep into it, I was in a shitty marriage for 18 years, and I feel like I wasted a lot of my life. So, this is kind of my second chance at life. Fuck it, man, do it. And if it doesn't work, oh well, we're going to figure something else out. But if you don't ever take that risk, you're, and again, I talked to my family about it, and my dad kind of said the same thing. He's like, fuck it, you know? What's the worst thing that's gonna happen? It's gonna fail? Oh well, you, you know, then you figure something else out. Um, I see so many people that are stuck in either jobs they don't like or doing shit they don't like. I don't know, man, why do that? Uh, I'm almost 40 years old now, I'm in perfect health. They don't show video on this so you can't see <laughs> that I'm five foot four and 100 pounds overweight, but um, you, you know what I mean? At some yeah. point, you just got to go for it. So that's why we, that's what we did. And so far, so good, I guess. Yeah. I guess. I, I, I would say so. Yeah. yeah. It's, so it's this hasn't been like a lifelong dream. This hasn't been something that you've been planning and plotting on. And... No. Nope. Um, I actually, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a sportscaster. I wanted to be like Al Michaels. Or I wanted to yep. do Monday Night Football. That, that, that's, that's me right now. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That, that's what I wanted to do. And... So that I don't know if you've noticed, I haven't let you say two fucking words this whole time. No, it's all, all I do is talk. hey, you are the guest. So yeah, yeah that, that's what I wanted to do. Is I wanted to be a sportscaster or I wanted to be a baseball coach. And then it turned into I decided I really liked the the whole financial side of it, so I wanted to become a, a sports agent. You know, little things any if it involved sports, I wanted to do it. So Outside of being the guy that was washing jock straps and stuff like that, I didn't, didn't want to do that part of it. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, we could transition out of uh, business and whatnot. So Super Bowl predictions. We're in week thirteen. Yes. And they they keep pushing back the Ravens Steeler game for whatever reason. I wish yeah. they would just cancel it or make it week eighteen at this point. Mm-hmm. But who do you think right now, outside of I think the obvious team that everyone thinks is Kansas City? Is Kansas who do you City. think in the NFC has the biggest chance? People keep saying Saints, Packers, Bucks. Yeah. I think everyone's faking it. I've been saying for three years. The Saints are burnt toast. Once Minnesota or a Minneapolis miracle happened, yep. they were done. Once the Rams cheated or whatever, they were done. 
What do you think? So, I know their defense isn't worth the shit. I have a hard time thinking anybody's... Russell Wilson's a hell of a quarterback. I like Seattle. I like what they're doing. Are they even the best team in their division, though? That That's my question. Kyler Murray. I have a feeling we're going to see Mahomes, Kyler Murray, or... And, and I hate to say this being a Jets fan... Who's to say Josh Allen doesn't go into Kansas City and pull off a miracle? So That's been my sleeper team for a few uh, weeks yeah. now. It's just like, I, Buffalo looks good. So, again, my Super Bowl prediction, Bills and Cardinals, and Josh Allen gets his super, first Super Bowl ring. Bills, Cardinals? Yep. Really? So you don't, have, you don't have Kansas City bubbled in like everyone else? No, I, they're the favorite. They should win it. They got the most talent. Mahomes is the best quarterback of our generation. Already, yes, yeah, but it's insane. I think yeah. he got his ring, and I, th- I think Josh Allen's ready, uh, which is crazy because if you had asked me last year, I thought he was the worst quarterback coming out of that class. <laughs> I, I just, I didn't believe in him. I think it's the Bills and Cardinals. I, I used to know a, a Bills fan, and he. Um... He, he kept saying, Josh Allen this, Josh Allen yeah. that. And then, you know, I, I loved shoving it in his face when they went to Houston and blew a 17 nothing lead in the yes. fourth quarter to yes. fucking Bill O'Brien. But, you know, I, I agree with you. I think he's, like, really good. Me and Al were having a discussion the other day, and he was saying how Deshaun Watson's better. And I was like, no, he is not. Josh Allen's having a better season than Deshaun yeah. Watson. In my and opinion. Deshaun Watson is a very good quarterback. He is. I mean, he really is. Yeah. Um, they just uh, – Houston is a lot like the Jets. It isn't so much the players, it's the management. I, you traded DeAndre Hopkins for David uh, Johnson. For an uncrustable, it seems like. Very much so. Right. That that told me you didn't support what Deshaun Watson was doing. How are you going to trade away his best piece for something that sh- is going to be out of the league in a year? Everybody knew David Johnson was, was half what he was, and they still made that trade, so... He had one good year four years ago. Oh, yeah. He, but again, running backs, like I said, they don't last. You know, you look at Todd Gurley's knees right now. He was the best running back in football for two years. Right. Just like David Johnson was the best running back in football for a year or two. It doesn't seem to last very long. Derrick Henry, I think, is a different kind of guy, though. Because it's I've been waiting, you know, and I mean, knock on wood. I've been waiting for him to kind of, you know, I had to say get hurt, but just kind of fall off or something yeah. to happen. And he just keeps literally just chugging along. Chugging That's because he's along. a monster. Yeah. The guy's seven foot nine and pure muscle. <laughs> yeah. He, but again, how many balls has he caught this year? Three? Right. He's not the, again, he's going to wear defense out. You give him 30 carries, Tennessee won't lose a game. But what happens when Tennessee goes into Kansas City, they get down 17 nothing, and now they can't just pound Henry the ball. He's useless at that point because he's not going to catch the ball. That That's my only knock on, on Tennessee doing anything. If they get down, is Ryan Tannehill really going to lead you back? No. We saw last season, and it's just not the case. I mean, yeah. Derrick Henry carried the entire franchise. And, and the defense was great. I don't want to shit on the yeah. defense. got to give him credit. But, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I can't name more than two guys, three guys. A.J. Brown's impressive, too. But Absolutely. who's throwing the ball to him? You know, yeah. and I, Ryan Tannehill's had a career resurgence, but I'm with you. I, I couldn't believe they gave him 140 or 150 over four. It's like no. for being Alex Smith in his prime. And, I mean, and that's exactly what I was going to say is there, there's certain quarterbacks. You know, the 49ers have this great team around them. They have Jimmy Garoppolo leading it. Jimmy Garoppolo might be a decent quarterback. 
he's not going to take you to that level. You know, you, I mean, you kind of saw what happened. Niners made it to the Super Bowl last year despite Jimmy Garoppolo. They trusted him so much in the playoffs that in the second half he had like one pass attempt in the championship game. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, that, that was basically, it was third and 14 and they were handing the ball off. He had seven pass attempts that game. Correct. Yep. That, uh, yeah. that tells you what you need to know about him. Uh, that's someone else I feel bad for because I don't think his team's going to do anything is Aaron Rodgers. I mean, how many years is this guy going to look like he is the most talented arm-wise besides maybe Mahomes at this point now? Yeah. You know, that we've ever seen, at least I've ever seen in my life. I'm only 21. but mm-hmm. And then, you know, he gets his ass handed to him by Atlanta, by San Francisco, by Seattle. You know, they yeah. blew the 18 nothing lead, you know, yeah. up in Seattle five years ago. I mean, it's I feel bad for him at this point. And I mean... I, I don't know what to make of it because I want to take Green Bay coming out of the NFC because it was I, Tampa. I, agree with you. I don't yeah. think Tampa's going to do shit. Yeah. I, I think Tom and Bruce absolutely hate each other, which yeah. I, I love seeing as a, someone that can't. I'm sure as a Jets a, a, fan. As a Jets fan, I'm okay with that. <laughs> right. Um, but I, I, I feel for Rodgers. As far as Super Bowl, I. Bills Cardinals, that's. I haven't heard that one yet. Yeah. I, I think the Bills could do something. I have Chiefs and I have. I'll go with Seattle. Okay. I, I just. I don't know. I, I'm with you. The defense isn't that great. I know Wagner and KJ Wright's there. Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams. You know, he's a little banged up and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but, I, I mean, Russell Wilson is a bad man, and I, he can probably get it done. If they get the first seed, yep. which I love the NFL eliminating two teams getting it as well. I Correct. mean, it's like it yep. makes you play for it all year long. Yep. You know, you don't rest guys week 17 kind of thing. Yep. Um, Chief Seahawks, I think it would be really cool. Mahomes, Russell Wilson, you know, they're not the same kind of players, but, you know, they're pretty similar in, uh, in certain aspects. And, and that's a game I can get behind. I, I'm all for that. I think Pittsburgh, uh, you know, Pittsburgh gets into that championship game or something and gets in. I don't like watching them. I, I, I'm not a really? Pittsburgh. I, I honestly, I think, I mean, they've got a couple explosive young receivers. Those guys are fun. They're a boring team to watch, though. So. I'm, I'm not a Steelers guy, um, and I think they're going to play someone and, and get smoked. Really? I hope. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it's my own little personal vendetta right now against the Steelers. I don't think they're the team that everybody thinks they are. So, what do you we'll make see. of the Ravens' fall off from last year? I mean, fourteen and two. Lamar's the MVP. Yes. You know, it's like no matter what he does, you know, and then Tennessee comes in, literally hands their ass to him in Baltimore, mm-hmm. and it's like the monsters snatch his powers from him. I mean, I don't know what's going on, and not that he's been trash, but well, what do you make of like teams like that falling off? Because I think a Cinderella team this year. I mean, you picked them for the Super Bowl, Buffalo. I can easily see Buffalo if they get to the pinnacle, just taking falling. a nosedive next year. So. Here, here's my concern with the and you can walk this store and tell me how many Lamar Jackson cards I have, zero. Yeah. You know why? He couldn't hit that door over there if I handed him a football. <laughs> he can't throw a football. <laughs> I, Hollywood Brown has two bricks for his hands, and Lamar can't throw a football. That's his problem. So what's the league done? They said, okay, beat us through the air. We're going to put four linebackers, you know, three linebackers, both safeties. They stack them near the line of scrimmage and say, Lamar, you're not running. Beat us through the air. And he can't do that. It's it's the same reason. You know, who had a great year for them last year? Mark Andrews. Their, yes. Their rookie tight end. Right. You know why? Because everybody was trying to stop the run, and they were hitting Mark Andrews on three-yard pass plays. That's easy to do. They're not doing that this year because they're stacking the line against them. Again, Lamar can't throw a football. 
Josh Allen has a hell of a deep ball. I don't think he's accurate. I don't think Josh Allen is accurate on those mid-intermediate throws. But at least there's the potential of, of Allen throwing the football. There's not with Lamar. Um, Lamar's going to be the next guy to throw three times and a half in a championship game. Because <laughs> I, I don't think they have any trust in him. Uh, which is really surprising because uh, I brought up on the pod a couple weeks ago, he's 0-3 against Mahomes. Uh-huh. He's gotten beat twice by Tennessee playoffs and last week yeah. or a couple weeks ago at home this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pittsburgh, when they're full strength, make him look like he's the 15th best quarterback in the league. Um, I just, I, I'm not surprised by it as the thing. Yeah. I remember I, I literally, it was a boneheaded thing looking back in our fantasy draft in the first round. I had sixth pick and I took him Yes, right ahead of Mahomes. Next guy took Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Looking back, it was, you know, boneheaded. But after week three, I traded him to a guy, him and Chris Carson actually for Aaron Rodgers. You can imagine okay. the type of shit was that was getting yes. thrown at me. Looking back, I think it was a genius move because... Rodgers is top five in points and has been all year. He'll get you 30 a week. He hasn't Correct. done that in four or five years. Yes. You know, I mean, he's already at 33, 34 touchdowns, only four picks, and we have five weeks ago. He can easily hit his MVP mark of 40, Correct. 45 touchdowns yep. to five, you know. But we're still going to give Mahomes the MVP because he's the golden boy. You know, he's the new one. But I think Aaron Rodgers deserves to be in the discussion. I, I really do. I mean, he's one of the guys, I don't know if it's fatigue or just how he treats the media because the media loves People to. People don't like him. You know, that's what it is. They see him as an asshole. Yep. And, I mean, I watch, I don't know if you watch the Pat McAfee show. I do, yes. <laughs> so you've seen him on there and whatnot. Yep. I, he's a cool guy. you just got to put him in the right environment. Correct. You and, know? and I think what it is is it's more of a nuisance to him to have to deal with, with some of the media stuff and, you know, the, hey, who are you banging this week's questions. He doesn't have time for that, doesn't want to hear it. Um He's having a fantastic year. And that's with, you know, Devontae Adams probably one of the two or three best receivers in football. Yeah. But other than that, um, Valdez Scantling. Lazard. Lazard. Who's good. But, Geronimo you know, Allison. Yeah. I mean. St. Brown. Yeah. At, at what point do we bring Jordy Nelson back and, <laughs> and fat Eddie Lacy? And you, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. They haven't done a ton to bring other things in for him. So, um, no, he's having a hell of a year. And, and honestly, he probably <laughs> is the most valuable player in the league. The Packers lose Rodgers. They're not the same team. I, I mean, they're they're a three-win team. Right. Um, they're the Cowboys. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Definitely. Uh, the Chiefs lose Mahomes. They're obviously not the same team. But it isn't like you don't have Le'Veon Bell and Edwards Hilaire in the background. You know, in, in the backfield. It isn't like you don't have Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and Sammy Watkins and, you, you know what I mean? They've got so many weapons. Demarcus Robinson. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, McCole Hardman. I mean, yep. They've got enough that we're forgetting their names. You, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Any of those guys you just listed would be the number one in New York or, you know, half a dozen other teams. So, um, I think Rodgers makes the most with the least amount of talent. And he's had to do it for, you know, six, seven years at this point. I mean, yeah. ever since he lost, you know, Raji, A.J. Hawk, all those guys in their prime yeah. on the defense. I mean, I, they they should have went against the Patriots when they faced the Seahawks. That should have been, you know, Rodgers, Brady, you know, yeah. 12 yeah, yeah. versus 12 is what it is at this point. But, I mean, you can't help but kind of feel for the guy. I still won't ever forget, and I don't know what it is about this throw. I think one of the greatest throws I've ever seen in my life was the game in Dallas. He's rolling left. There's like eight seconds to go. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's an absolute bomb down the sideline. Yes. And, it's, I mean, it lands right in Jared Cook's hands. And I it's just like, 
Yeah, I mean, and I love, you know, I'm sure you love seeing the Cowboys lose as much as anyone else does. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. <laughs> so it's just like, I, I don't know. Mahomes has great throws, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But as far as arm talent, I mean, everyone's always like, oh, how can you say, you know, Patrick's not this or that? I just don't, I don't know if he is or not because he has so many guys, like you said, that, yeah. you know, kind of just make him look. I mean, Travis Kelsey makes him look better. He just does, you know. Correct. you Swap him for me at tight end. I'm yeah. not gonna, you know, he's not gonna look as great, you know. Um, I'm not sure, really sure where I'm going with it, but I just I think that Roger should be in the discussion. Basically, is yep. what I'm trying to say. And I mean, as far as Russell Wilson goes, I don't think either you or me have brought him up, but he does this thing every year where the first eight nine weeks he's fantastic, he's great. And to bring up Lamar again, I remember Lamar went to L.A. last year. 45 to 6 was the final Correct. against the defending NFC champs. Mark yep. Andrews had like three touchdown catches, Lamar rushed two in, whatever. And I mean they just decimated the Rams, you know, in their place. And that's when everyone was like, you know, he's probably the front runner. He's, yep, the, guy. he's the guy. And I don't really know if there's been a game or anything this year where, you know, Mahomes really took I mean maybe this Tampa game is last week where like he really took the big step. Yeah. But usually there's a clear front runner at this point. I don't think there is right now. I think Rodgers deserves to be right there after yeah, the Chicago. Yeah, no no no. Game. I I think I think we've got enough season left that this is where it gets made. This, because you know, what's going to happen? The weather's getting ready to change. You know, we're December first here. Right. Uh, I hate to say it, but Seattle's going to get wet. Green Bay's going to get snowy as hell, and it's going to be colder and shit in Kansas City. Let's see how the weather affects these three, because we know Rodgers is great in the snow. Loves we, it. You know, we know Mahomes has done well in it. We know Russ. I'll say this. Russ is the one guy that I think can have pedestrian numbers going forward. Just again, they just got Chris Carson back. Maybe they start running the ball a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and I think you saw, I was, it was funny. I was kind of going over the stats. And Carson had like nine carries for 42 yards. But Carlos Hyde had like 84 carries for nine yards. <laughs> well, the Carlos Hyde show is over. Right. You know, the, the whole two yards and fall down thing. We're done with that. Yeah. Now it's now it's going to be uh, Chris Carson for five yards of carry. So that should open up uh, Lockett and Metcalf even more. And Metcalf, I mean, my, I mean, everyone's impressed by his chase down of Buda Baker, but I mean, just in general, I mean, the Eagles were hitting that guy as hard as they could, humanly possible last night. Yep. Just gets right up, talks shit, walks away. It's he's, like, dude, they're hitting him so fucking hard right now. Yeah. No, he's the closest thing to Calvin Johnson we've seen in a while. Yeah. Um. I think you know, so, too. I, I get, I mean, Julio in his prime was fantastic. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins catches everything thrown to him. Uh, DK's different, though. He, he is. He is, a, he is a big boy. Yeah, so. absolutely. I, my only thing with Seattle, I, I hold my reservations because, I mean, we can always go back to, you know, the one-yard line. You know, I mean, yep. Russell has shown us, you know, I mean, it's like, I'm sorry. They blew the Broncos out. It was mostly their defense. Percy Harvin took the kick return yes, back, yeah. started the second half. He had a lot of help. When the game was on the line, Wilson threw a pick. You know, sorry, Seahawks fans. That's just what happened. And then last year, they go to the frozen tundra in Green Bay. Rodgers outperforms him in every level, every stat, whatever you want to say. I think he had the better team, granted. But... I just, Seattle has disappointed me personally too many times in the playoffs for me to kind of put them as the front runner. I mean, yeah. it's, a, my, it's my it. thing with New Orleans. It's like, I'm not going to believe in New Orleans till they do it. I'm, I've sure. seen too many, you lost to the Vikings at the last second. You let, you know, everyone in the stands went nuts when, you know, homie on the Rams didn't get the Correct. Uh, yes. call for the flag. And then yes. it's like, you can just feel the energy leave the stadium. Mm-hmm. Um, last year, Minnesota walks in and beats them again in their home. You know, yeah. it's like, 
I'm not gonna, and I, I'm not a Taysom Hill guy. I'm just not. Um, I don't know if you are. I, I doubt it. It's a gimmick. Again, yeah, it's gonna work for a few weeks, and then the league is gonna go. Oh, you mean he can't throw a football? Okay, it's yeah. a Lamar rule. It's yeah. I mean, I'm like screaming at the TV on Sundays, like he can't throw. Why are you guys not, you know what I mean, just stacking the box? And, I mean, he's going to run the ball every time, whenever he checks into the game. I don't know why these teams still run right. like a Tampa 2 or something. Blitz the line of scrimmage, you know? Yeah. Like, he's not going to throw that football. Um, and so that's the thing with New Orleans. Also, what does Drew look like when he gets back? I mean, he came back from the broken thumb last year. He's, I'm sorry, he didn't look that great. He looks his age. And that's it. He's old. Yeah. And I just I feel like his time is kind of coming to an end, and yep. I, I, Sean Payton will stick around for a while, the same way Pete Carroll's probably going to stick around after mm-hmm. Russell Wilson's gone. Um, that's just the name of the game. But as far as the end of the day, I mean, I don't know. I, I would love to take Green Bay. I have my reservations. I, yeah, I, I don't know who to take out of the NFC. It's so up in the air, and that's the great part is because we know the AFC. We know what's going to happen. Maybe Buffalo goes in like you said yep. and beats them. Um, but, yeah, let's go to NBA real quick. So, NBA yeah. season comes up December 22nd, three weeks yep. from tonight. Um, are the Lakers going to repeat? Do you see someone coming in and kind of, you know, taking the mantle from them? It's, I have a hard time with basketball on this side of things. We already know there's only four or five teams, right? The Thunder aren't going to compete. The Grizzlies aren't ready. There's all these teams that, that have no chance. Yeah. It's the Lakers. It's the Warriors. It's the Nets, maybe. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> Warriors, really? Even without Clay, you think they can still I, be there? I think so. Kelly um, Oubre. Kelly Oubre. Kelly Oubre is a ball player. Um, the Clay thing hurts. It it really does. Um, but again, let's see if the rookie's worth a damn. They got Kelly Oubre for nothing. Um, I guess I don't know. Maybe the Rockets for a few minutes. Yeah. Who, who cares? Get to the finals. Let LeBron win his 84 championship and, <laughs> you know, wins his kid enter the NBA. That's, you know. Uh, that's where you're at with it? Yeah. It, and, and it sucks, but as long as you're able to build these mega teams, who cares? You, you know what I mean? It's There's so many teams that go into the year. Like, can the Knicks win the championship? Nope. Not they a chance suck. in hell. Uh, can the Heat win it? Probably not. Um, you know, there's all these teams, the Nuggets, the Jazz, they're nice little teams. They're not going to beat the Lakers. So until they either break up that dynasty or, or do something, nobody's beating the Lakers. Let's get on to next year. More importantly, so with basketball, I don't really, I grew up a Sonics fan. Mm. So being a Sonics fan, naturally that would make me a Thunder fan maybe. Nope. The minute Sonics left, I stopped caring. But I root for individual players. Um, I love Rui Hachimura in Washington. I like watching him play. Tyler Hero, guys like that. Yeah, I, I root. I like for, Tyler Hero. I yeah. I like the players more than anything. Um, so again, I'm gonna watch it. Steph's fun to watch. You know, he is. I, I, Absolutely, he's got an incredible shooting stroke. That's what I enjoy when it comes to uh, when it comes to basketball. Let's see if Zion's a real deal. Let's see if Jaw takes that step forward. Other than that, as far as the teams go, I don't care. You don't have a favorite team? No. Do you think Brooklyn's going to do anything this year? I mean, everyone seems like they're not putting much stock into it. I'm sorry, Katie and Kyrie have gotten to know each other really well since they played in the Olympics together. That team could really, I think they can make it to the finals. I, um, I do. And, and again, we're talking about investments with basketball and how I think generally they're all bad investments. 
Kevin Durant is the best short-term investment right now. His cards took a hit. He got hurt. They lost value. He's going to have a hell of a season. I think so, too. So, Off the Achilles injury. Correct. I mean, he, he you don't lose the shooting stroke. No, you if don't. If he was LeBron, I'd be concerned. Correct. If LeBron, you know, I'd, God forbid, because I'm a Laker fan, you know, and just in general, you know, pops an Achilles or an ACL, at his age, it's like, uh, well, it's not looking good. I mean, Kevin Durant's, you know, almost to his mid-30s as well, but as long as exactly. he can shoot and as long as he's still seven feet tall, last time I checked, I think he'll be okay. Yep. I'm with you. Um, so, just one last thing before we get out of here. Yes. As far as, I'm trying to think of how I would even ask this. What do you think going forward as far as, like, do you think the NBA is going to take a hit because of the pandemic and the super teams as far as ratings? Do you think NFL is always going to reign supreme? Or do you think that maybe hockey takes a step up? Because this is something that I don't think is talked about a lot. I think the NBA got really political. Whether I agree or not doesn't matter. But I think people are really turned off by it. And I think if they don't have fans for a lot of these games, it's going to be really bad over the next four or five years for the NBA. I was talking to a guy about it today. Do you know how much NBA... And again, my job is sports, right? Like, that's what this is. I didn't watch a minute of NBA basketball. Really? Again, regardless of what the reason was, it was hard to watch. It was... It became so much more... And basketball is already kind of a me sport. It's about the player. It's not really about the team a lot of times. With all the shit they had going on this year, it was hard to watch, man. It was... I get the whole political statement. I get that. You fucking shoot a basketball. Shut up. You, you know what I mean? Everybody's allowed to have their opinion. You don't see a Trump flag outside my, my window or a, you know, a Bernie Sanders flag or any other shit. Right. Because it's not my fucking job to talk about. They took it upon themselves to, to put this platform together, and it turned a lot of people away from it. Uh, again, I... I get it, and they're free to do their thing. I think people stopped watching because of it, though. Because it it became more about the spectacle of it than the game. Um, I don't know. Do you think the NBA peaked with Jordan as far as ratings and popularity? Because watching The Last Dance, I wasn't around for any of it. It seems like the NBA, really honest to God, peaked forever with Jordan. Correct. Well, he was that weird transcendent athlete that a hundred years from now that's still the name you know what i mean mj he's got a fucking brand you know what i mean you don't you don't go out and buy the buy that lebron thing the lebron brand he's got a fucking swoosh yeah michael jordan he is, is nike yeah. yes nobody's ever going to do that again you know what, what was the last article of clothing you bought because your famous favorite baseball player was wearing it. Doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. Football? Nah. I mean, do you wear Under Armour stuff because J.J. Watt does? Nope. <laughs> you don't give a shit. Or even Steph. Yeah. Or The Rock. Or Correct. it's like, it's not the case. It's not. It. There is, Michael Jordan built a brand by himself. No other player is ever going to do that again. Is he the greatest athlete ever in your opinion? I don't know. John Daly was pretty fucking impressive. Well, golf, really? John Daly can go out and drink vodka all morning, shoot a hell of a round of golf, smoke while he was doing it. Pretty impressive. No, Michael <laughs> Jordan is the pinnacle of it, yes. 
He just because and, and here's where I would say, you know, everybody talks, you know, is LeBron the greatest of all time? Is Kobe? Is Michael Jordan? You watch the last dance and the way that Michael Jordan sat there and he made his teammates better because they didn't have a choice. He wasn't gonna settle for it. You hear stories like that with Kobe. He was not gonna settle for that second string point guard to be marginal. Even Shaq. Correct. They got in a fist fight. Yeah. Which, by the way, Shaq's hands are about the size of my face. Right. I want nothing to do with that. Um, but you know what I mean? They they forced you to be perfect because they didn't ever want to be in a position where they were going to lose because of you. If you were on their team, you were going to and it, And it's so funny. It's I'm the only one that works here. I, I'm the Kobe of the card shop, right? I can't ever. I'll tell you right now. We could do a million dollars a month and I'd never hire anybody else. Because to me, I have this weird mindset of this is how it's going to be. This is how I want this. To, this is how I want it. That's how Kobe was. I just compared myself to fucking Kobe. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That, <laughs> it's okay. that went weird. Um, but you, the, the great players have that fire in, in them where they're going to be the fucking best and you're not going to outwork them. You see a lot of these players. Um, I'll use Ronald Acuna in baseball. The dude is a fantastic player. Great player. He got benched twice his rookie year because he didn't run out of ground ball. He thought it'd be an easy out, so he kind of jogged. You fucking think Michael Jordan ever jogged? No chance. No. You think Kobe did? No way. Not even in preseason. Yep. Yeah. But you see some of these guys that that do that, that don't have that fire. You know, that jog up and down the court or... Yeah, I don't know. It's weird to watch, and I, I think I'm with you. It's more present in the NBA, yep. more so in the NFL. I wasn't turned off by I'm a Laker fan. They won. We have LeBron and Anthony Davis. How could I not watch? Oh, but it's, it's I mean, I do, and not that I worry about the NBA players' pocketbooks, because trust me, I don't. But yeah. it's just like I, they're going to take a humongous hit. I feel like maybe financially, fiscally, the Warriors dynasty is kind of like the financial peak of a lot of this stuff. Correct. At least, you know, over the course of a 20, 30-year span from yep. 2000 till now, that Warriors dynasty, you know, the kids love Curry, Under Armour, you know, it's like, especially yeah. in this area, you know, I mean, you wouldn't stop seeing it. Bandwagon or not, then Kevin Durant joins, it's like, wow, you know, it's like it's yep. overpowering, overbearing. Um, and now, going forward, it's like there's politics involved. You know, there's going to be no fans in Sacramento, both L.A. teams and, you know, yeah. Warrior games. But we're going to have 10,000 fans in Atlanta, you know, and Dallas and Houston. It just it's it's hard to believe. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And the NBA, I mean, Al sent me the Christmas Day games. I mean, they're all shit, man. We got Mavs Lakers. Why is it not Clippers Lakers? Correct. Why is it not Nets at or Warriors? Uh, or, yeah, Nets at Warriors. You know, why is Katie not going back to Golden State on Christmas Day? Why? Why am I not seeing that? I mean, it's like they're dropping the ball every chance they get this year. And I mean, if I'm Adam Silver, especially after the the China thing, Daryl Morey last year, yes, which everyone yes. forgets about as well. Uh, rest in peace, Kobe. Him passing. I mean, it's like gut punch after gut punch, and they're fucking it up. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm worried that the NBA is just going to be one of those. It's like the NHL, just a forgotten about league. Everyone's just going to love NFL and rally around the NFL, and that's really what it feels like. It's like the NFL could do no wrong, no matter if someone's mm-hmm. kneeling for the flag, if there's Black Lives Matter protests, if there's you know guys sitting down, you know whatever. It, the NFL is always going to reign supreme in America. It seems like, and yep. it's not surprising to me at this point. You know, the older I get, the more I understand it. Well, and, and where basketball messes up is basketball has an opportunity to create superstars. Because, again, 
if we were walking down the street, we'd know who Patrick Mahomes was. If the common non-fan is walking down the street, they're not. Because Patrick Mahomes wears number 15 and has a helmet on all day. Yep. But LeBron walks by and everybody knows him. LeBron's on Oprah. You know what I mean? Everybody knows LeBron <laughs> because yeah. you see his face w- when he's out on the court. He's It's not covered by a helmet. It's not a pitcher wearing a hat that, uh, oh, is that so-and-so? You wouldn't know. Basketball has a chance to create these these global superstars. Um, you know, one of the things in baseball that was huge 20 years ago is you had this guy named Ichiro playing right field for the Seattle Mariners. Yep. Well, guess what that did? That made baseball a global sport. I mean, it really did. It did, yeah. Um, in basketball, remember, remember Jeremy Lin? Yao Ming. Yao Ming. Yep. They, they brought this totally different dynamic. The NBA doesn't have that right now. Luka, maybe, but again, where's Luka from? I forget. I'm going to assume Russia, but that's probably not right. Um, same with, like, Giannis. Okay, that's another, I mean, but again. Greek freak, yep. Is that really a global area? They, I think they need somebody to be that next that next person to, to kind of take the, the torch from LeBron. And there's a few possibilities. There's nobody that's that guaranteed guy right now. And that's a great point, actually, because if you look at it, I always break it down into decades personally. 60s, Bill Russell and the Celtics. Yes. 70s, I'm going to go Dr. J and the 76ers. I don't know how many titles okay. they won, yeah. but I, I'm going to just say him. 80s, Magic versus Bird. I'm going to go Magic. I'm a Laker homer. He won two more rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you know. get that. 90s, Jordan. Not even a doubt. 2000s, Shaq maybe a little bit, but mostly Kobe. 2010s, Kobe. LeBron. And like you said, who's going to take it from him? I mean, yeah. Harden, Kevin Durant. I mean, it's like those guys, it's just it's a feeling. I mean, even I feel like the media tries to just pump – you know, down our throats, Zion's not going to be that. I mean, he's great. He's a wonderful athlete, but he's not Jordan. He's not LeBron. He's right. not transcendental. And yeah. um, I think that's a real problem the NBA is going to have. I mean, yeah. you know, besides the fans and politics, who's the next guy? LeBron's only going to be around maybe two, three more well, years. And, and that's why I said it better be Luka or, or Giannis or the league's in trouble. Yeah. Because it, it's probably not going to be John Morant, even though I think he's going to be a very good player. It's not going to be Zion. Trey Young is a very good player. Yeah. It's not going to be him. Right. You know, it, it's either Luka or Giannis, or we hope next year LeBron James' kid comes out in the draft. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Right. Even if even if little Bronny is not a player, he's got the name. He does. You, you know what I mean? And that's going to – that'll change the way basketball is viewed for at least a couple of years. Yeah, and that's a problem the NFL never has. I mean, it's like this Mahomes guy came out of literally nowhere. I mean, he was nowhere to be seen or heard from in 2017. All of a sudden, 2018, 50 touchdowns, what, eight picks, MVP, you know. And I'll never forget, because it's one of the greatest games I ever saw, that Chiefs-Patriots AFC Championship. I mean, everything about it, Romo calling the play. There's so many iconic moments, you know, Brady going up top, you know, to the left to Gronk, and he's coming down with it. And, you know, the Chiefs think they won the game because Brady threw the pick, and then, you know, defense. Ford's lined up offside. I mean, there's so many iconic moments. And my point being, you know, the NFL never has a problem with the transcendent players and finding the next guy. Whereas yep. the NBA, this could be the first time in literally decades they have a legit problem on their hands. Yeah. And I think it's just something that, you know, um, 
it's just it, it's tough to explain and you know you can't force it you know and I, mean, I feel like that's what sports media and whatnot tries to do with the NBA it's it's all a little too forced in my opinion right mm-hmm. now the NFL it's effortless you don't have to force anything you know right. we all love Patrick Mahomes he's doing Campbell's commercials and uh, head and shoulders with Troy Polamalu you know it's like he's yeah, just exactly. he's the guy yep. um, you know and I mean Brady's still around you know he's the go you know people love hating him I love hating him you know sports yeah. hating him oh yeah um, you know so it's just like there's always those guys and I, I just I think the NBA really is in trouble well and the thing that football does really well is yes Mahomes so Brady was the guy Rodgers is a guy Russell Wilson's a guy right yeah uh, Mahomes is a guy guess what Justin Herbert Tua Joe Burrow there's always the next guy yeah in football and, and guess what I'm already talking about Trevor fucking Lawrence <laughs> Right? I was going to ask you about him before we, yeah. I, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, obviously the Jets are going to take him if they can, but yeah. are you going to invest like all of your Sam Darnold type of stuff into him? Are you going to? Yes. Yeah? Trevor Lawrence is the next Joe Montana, right? <laughs> I'm going to keep doing that until I eventually kill myself. Because <laughs> I did it with Sam, with, with Mark Sanchez. I Oh, man. I know. Chad oh. Pennington's where it started. Chad Pennington to Mark Sanchez. To Sam Darnold, to Trevor fucking Lawrence, and you know, I I, I think I think Trevor will be the guy for you though. I, I wasn't yeah. too sure about Sam myself. You know, I I so, love that you're a Jets homer, but uh, I I think Trevor is that guy. No, I started, and, and it's not even a joke. I, I believe I started this campaign in 2015, two years before the Jets ever drafted Sam Darnold, was the suck for Sam campaign. <laughs> I wanted the Jets to lose every game. Because I wanted Sam Darnold. Suck for Sam. I'm serious. And and as weird as that sounds now that I say it out loud, I wanted the Jets to be horrible for two years, so we got Sam Darnold. Well, we missed out on the first pick. The Cleveland Browns have got it. And I'm like, surely the Browns are going to take Sam Darnold, and they're going to change their outcome. And they freaking took Baker. It shocked me. I thought Darnold was the number one pick. They took Baker. Sam Darnold somehow fell to me. My life as a Jets fan was now complete. So, suck for Sam's done. Yeah. Tank for Trevor's start. Yeah, tank for Trevor. Yep. yep. I hear that. So. Um, anything else, Kenny? Any other promotion? Any other things you want to plug before we get out of here? Uh, no, you know, I, I think the easy thing would be come down to Compass Sports Cards. It's so much fun. Blah, blah, blah. Honestly, it's... Thank you, guys. Thank you for coming down here and doing this. Um, Thank you for your time. I, I kind of call it the Compass family. That's kind of what we have. This this didn't start off as a store. It started off as an online Facebook group that overnight jumped to 2,000 people. Some of those people I've never met, and they are my best friends in the world. Just through the community. That's what made me want to do this because I had met so many cool people through that page that it'd be kind of cool if we did it locally with people. So now... You know, if you asked me to go get a beer and watch a game, I'd say, fuck yeah, where are we going? You know what I mean? Where with the online side of it, it's a little bit different. You don't necessarily get to do that. Um, so thank you guys. Thanks for making this kind of part of the community. And, you know, once we can get to the part where we can start sponsoring Little League teams and and paying for a kid's high school baseball uniform, like little thing, that's what we want to do. Again, Yes, it's about making money. Yes, it's about staying in business and paying our bills. But more importantly, if I can bring... I had a kid today, nine years old, never bought a pack of cards before. Well, one of the things we do is we have that free table over there where kids can go and open packs of cards for free. 
Is that what those are? Yeah, that's oh, what those okay. are. They're free packs for kids. That's awesome. If I can get one kid into the hobby, that's awesome. I've changed somebody's life in that sense. Again, I'm not curing cancer. But if I can get a kid back into sports rather than sitting there going pew, 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 playing fucking video games all day, yeah, we win. So, yeah. I, I think in times like these with all the stay-at-home stuff and everyone's you know yep. staying distant and whatnot, I think it's definitely necessary and, and essential, if you will. Yeah, no, I agree. Thank you for your time, Ken. Uh, if you guys have made it this far, thank you for listening. I appreciate it very much. I'll be back here soon. And have a good night. See you guys later.